My name is Nicole Baron, and you're listening to The Woo Woo Report, a weekly podcast where we celebrate the woo woo lifestyle and dig deeper to get our mystical questions answered. We are here today with Sage Leah, and this has been uh, a long time coming. This interview, we met, well, we've actually never met in person, (laughs) but we've had, we know each other through, we both went to Liz for shamanic healing uh, sessions. And then, so we were introduced through her, um, and I have had a hypnosis session from you, which is why I have you on the podcast to talk about your hypnosis practice and talk about those things. Because even when I booked a session with you, I thought hypnosis was something completely different than uh, what I experienced and what it what it is that you do, which we'll talk about more. And I think a lot of people have a lot of the same fears I had about hypnosis, thinking that it's kind of like um, you're not going to remember it, and you kind of, you know, the whole you would go to like a Renaissance fair and they bring some up on stage and they make them act like a chicken. They don't know they're acting like a chicken sort of thing. But before we get into all of those questions, let's learn a little bit more about you uh, by starting with your sun sign, your moon, and your rising. Okay. Hi, Nicole. I'm so, yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Um, I love all the work that you're doing in the world. And it's funny to me that we haven't met in person. I keep feeling like we have, but um, the internet's amazing for that. I am a Leo sun sign, and my moon is in Capricorn, and my rising sign is in Libra. Okay. Yep. Well, I knew that we were both Leo suns. A rising Libra. That makes sense to me because especially when you had your, your, your triangle house account, like that people's, I, it's still like people are still linked right now in your bio. So I don't know if you're going to take it out, but it's very aesthetic and just like very balanced. And that makes a lot of sense now to me. But. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. You know, in carving out my own career, I feel like I, there's these two sides of me. There's like this one that's all that has a background in design and it's very aesthetic and in this world. And then there's like my spiritual side, which I kept in the closet for so long, kind of like as I was trying to explore it, and that feels more just like behind the veil. So that's funny. Maybe that's the Libra. Mm-hmm. I feel like my moon and my rising are I'm still getting to know them. Yeah. I still sometimes struggle with my moon. That's okay though. <laughs> Huh? What's your moon? My moon's a Gemini. Um, yeah, so I have, can kind of sometimes, so I have that Leo sun fire, and then I have my Pisces rising all watery, and then I have this really airy moon. I, I have like no earth in my chart, which can be um, problematic. <laughs> I need a lot of grounding. I eat a lot of root vegetables and try and put my feet on the grass a lot because of that. Because I'm very uh, not feet on the ground person, but that's okay. <laughs> I guess that helps me like put myself out there a whole lot of ways and not really be overly logical with a lot of stuff, which I think can be helpful in the sense of, um, yeah, just not really 
overthinking and overanalyzing, I feel like I don't do a whole lot of that, which can get me in trouble. But I also think it's sometimes really good to, to have, I guess, energy like me just out there and just bleh, without just like emotional fire air rolling around everywhere and not overly being like, what will everyone think? And I'm just like, I don't really care what people think for better or for worse. <laughs> Oh yeah, my Capricorn moon chair is, is my Capricorn moon is I call it my uh, it's like it loves rules. That's part of me when I see I can see it now when I'm getting analytical and uh, you know following rules or overthinking. I'm like, oh hi Capricorn moon, I see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I mean I love Capricorn energy. I wish I wish I had some Virgo or Capricorn in me because I have a lot of Virgo and Capricorn friends and I really like that energy. It's good. It's good. Okay. What is your favorite crystal and why? Let's see. Well, right now I have this um, giant quartz that I got, just clear quartz that's been speaking to me a lot lately. It's so basic, but I always come back to it. Um, I'd say that's my favorite right now. It's a good chunk of clear quartz. And then there's another rock called scolocyte. Do you know that one? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. But that's another one about clarity and helping um, you sleep that's been really special to my heart. And rose quartz. Everyone loves rose quartz. You know, it's so funny. Rose quartz is like one of those crystals that I get gifted a lot, which probably means that I need more. Well, I have so much of it, which definitely means like, you know, think I think it's just I like rose quartz but it's not my favorite I I just I think it's beneficial I just don't I don't lose my energetic shit over it I guess I should say (laughs) yeah what do you lose your energetic shit for (laughs) I love well black tourmaline I love um I love Moldavite. Moldavite's like my favorite. I've been reading books about Moldavite, which is like... Yeah. I just got a ring with a little bit of Moldavite. In nice. It. Nice. Very special. Yeah. Yeah, I love Moldavite. Um, what else do I... Oh, Citrine. I love Citrine. I have a couple little Citrine uh, towers. Uh, I think I like... I'm really drawn to ener- like uh, crystals that bring a lot of... Well, I think because I have a lot of Leo me, I'm Leo dominant. And Moldavite is one of the few crystals that you should actually charge in the sun and cleanse in sunlight, not moonlight. And then citrine is like the sunshine crystal. So I think I'm just drawn to kind of crystals and rocks that are kind of more of that energy, like sunshine energy stuff. And then black tourmaline, I just love because it's such a protective, protective stone. Um, I think those are my favorite. I mean, I have other ones that I... Like, but those are always kind of my my most favorite that I like to have with me. Yeah. So I so scolocyte, just in case anyone's curious about this, is um is high, like a higher vision stone. And it's like a small white stone. Okay. And I think it's like for kind of third eye and that higher vision clarity. And I would just put it on my forehead to help me sleep sometimes. I think I, I'm always drawn to it, like to see things crystals that are um yeah like calming yeah i'll have to look into that i uh i have like the big book of crystals that i like to use the bible per se the crystal bible 
Um, okay, so you have, and you always post this in your stories, which I love, or mostly, I don't know about always, but at least when I am peeping your IG stories, you, I, you have a, well, I feel like it also changes a little bit, but what is your daily ritual? Because I know you have your daily ritual that you do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so with kids, as you know, um, I don't know, it's not actually daily, but sometimes my daily ritual today was like, nursing getting kicked in the face by my little toddler as I woke up. But um, I try every morning to like light a candle and just ground and get to that space before like starting the day and going out to the world. I try and just kind of connect with the cosmic side of things. and. Um, Sometimes I'll do it with kids, depending on what our morning is like. But I try and at least light a candle and go hard for the day. It happened today, but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but connecting to those rituals just feels so, especially in motherhood, because everything can be kind of like busy and chaotic and physical world right away. Um, it's so nice to just check in with that time. You know, I don't feel like I have that at this period of my life have that 30 minute window to just wake up and meditate like I would like but yeah just even I I found that even adding the two minute ritual can change my day so that's what I try and do just light my candle full time yeah I get it I get the kid thing I I try to wake up before him that's so nice but even there's even been like recently where I'm like I just need to get in water with him like I'll give him a bath and I'll just get in the bath too because I know I'm not gonna be able to like take like some, but I need like that energy clearing of water. So I'll just like get in there with him now. <laughs> like I'm coming over. Um, like morning then? We've been doing them kind of midday around like three or four because he kind of gets a little loopy around them and I feel like it calms him. So I'll put some lavender in there, some lavender oil and we'll just do kind of like a midday bath. So I just sometimes know I'm like, I can tell today I'm going to be too tired after I put him down to like take a bath myself and get in that space. But it's been, it's been nice. And I'll do like meditations in the car when he falls asleep on a ride. <laughs> Cause in the morning, sometimes I don't always get like a super long meditation. And it's, it's interesting how motherhood, you kind of like realize, like, like you said, like, I'd love to, you know, meditate for an hour every morning uninterrupted and be guaranteed that, but you kind of just have to adapt and I think it's like really, I don't know if you feel this too, but it's really kind of made me realize spirit doesn't um, discriminate or like reward you in a way that's like, you were a good human today for doing your hour meditation. So we will give you these blessings. Like they, they don't work like that. Like they, your guys and all that stuff is like understanding that you're a parent and you only have so much time to fit in these things. And it's not like a reward system of like, okay, you did your homework. And so now we're going to bless you with these things. Totally. I used to even think, I think that I was deterred from meditation a little bit because I felt like I probably my Capricorn moon was like, you need to sit on this mat for 30 minutes before you can actually, I kind of had this idea of what meditation was. And then motherhood, like you really are squeezing your, uh, you, it's so you, it's such a great efficiency training, even for the spiritual stuff. So you're squeezing it into these tiny windows. And I realized, like, no, I can meditate. Like, you give me, like, 30 seconds of quiet, and I will meditate. I'll go to the zone, you know? Like, 
this and it doesn't have to look like anything. And I think I would for a long time not meditate because I felt like I had to have this container that was all perfect the non-messy house in my specific zone, which I like having meditation zone, but being able to tap in and like just going to those rituals and not making them super complex. It's new, like spirit's always ready. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. Okay. So now to get into your hypnosis work, how would you describe your work in three words? Um, let's see. It's, I would call it transformational, powerful, and full. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what it was for me. Um, and so that's kind of why I went to this work. And um, I love sharing it for those reasons. So tell us a little bit, well, tell us how you got into, like, the backstory of how you got into this and why you've chosen it as your, you know, career path. Like, what, how did you get into hypnosis? And then what made you want to do this as a career and also help others with this? Okay, so I discovered, I kind of had the same idea. I love, I love hearing people's um fears around hypnosis or concerns because I definitely had the symptoms before I had heard of hypnosis and I was pregnant with my first daughter, Tia, my firstborn, and I had a lot of fear and anxiety around, just in general, at that time of my life, but also around like the pregnancy aspect of growing a child and getting bigger and feeling kind of like, well, the only way out is through, like give the whole birth process I had all this kind of condition here around birth and um, it was really kind of this introduction for me to start looking inward and doing the shadow work um, because I was like, where did this fear come from? But um, I found a hypnobirth class and I ended up taking, that was my first introduction to hypnobirth. So I hypnotize all of us pregnant women and our partners. Yeah, I could not believe how my consciousness could shift in that way and without any kind of drugs or alcohol and how aware I was still. And so, yeah, through that pregnancy journey, I really like transcended a lot of my own anxieties. I went specifically for birth, as a result, I noticed that a lot of my just generalized anxieties also disappeared and a lot of other uh, transformation uh, came about. And so I. Yeah, that's how I discovered hypnosis. And I kind of I kind of forgot about it, but it was it kind of followed me around and synchronicities and um yeah. So we discovered it as a mother and I just because of how much it shifted my life and the trajectory I was on, especially with like my inner world, I just kind of realized that that was my calling it's the most transformative. It's been the most transformative thing in my life. Okay. So what are, and I'm trying to like do this as a broad thing because I know, and I'll talk a little about my session with you, but just for, I guess, blankets, like in a blanket statement, what are the benefits of someone getting hypnosis done? Like what, 
like when someone would go in with a session with you, what are some benefits that they would find coming out of it, which I know is probably limiting because everyone's experience is different, but I guess what it's like general feedback from, you know, your clients. (laughs) So there's just so many benefits. I think the first one that comes to mind when you ask that is just like getting to know yourself more, kind of like your real self, as in like your authentic whole, like spiritual self more. I think that people just come out knowing themselves more and liking themselves, feeling more comfortable being exactly who they are instead of um, feeling like not enough, which is such a common thing I think to feel being a human. It's just like, I think it's just like this realignment, at least in my perspective and the feedback that I get is this um, kind of remembering. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different like medical benefits hypnosis can provide. It's pretty much anything. It's not a magic pill by any means. Um, we're definitely still human. We can't transcend that through hypnosis. But there is a lot, there are a lot of different benefits from health to confidence, you know, you name it. It's kind of like amazing what, how much the subconscious uh, determines about our life. And so you can kind of go in and find the insights to pretty much any question that you have. And that's what's been the most amazing. Yeah. I mean, I could go ahead and cover a lot of So what is a, like our session, well, this is like where it's kind of like, I don't know. Because like our session, as much as I'm like, I want to be, really transparent like our session is you know like a lot of stuff with my mom came through and so not so much like I have any shame sharing it it just feels like so sacred to me that I don't want to overshare because it just feels really sacred to me but what is a what is a typical session with you like like if someone booked a session with you um, like what are some questions that you would ask them beforehand or you know what do they what should they expect in a session with you? Is like, there anything they have to do beforehand? Um, just kind of like to, cause I kind of like went into it and I didn't, well, I kind of, I think this is maybe just something that I do. <laughs> I kind of go into things without asking a lot of questions beforehand. And I don't know if that works in my favor or against me. <laughs> I'm kind of like an ignorance is bliss thing, but I know a lot of people aren't like that. So if someone you know, it's like, I want to book a hypnosis session, but say they have that. I mean, we can already debunk, like you're not, you're not brainwashing them. You're not putting them in a trance where they're not going to remember things. Like that's not what you do. No. No. So it's, it's the theta state that you go into. And I tell everyone all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So there's, yeah, there's a myth that I believe too, which is that you'll lose control because we've all seen stage hypnosis and yeah, so there's a stigma there that people are afraid of, but it's it's really that's why it's important to trust your practitioner because it's different than a therapist. If you go to a therapist, you kind of have this time to build rapport with them and then say, okay, I know you, I try. Like now, I'm going to start unraveling things. But with hypnosis, it's a faster process. It's a much, I, in my opinion, it's a much faster process. You go straight to the root rather than talking forever about consciously what you think the problem is. You kind of start you. You kind of go straight to it. Your subconscious knows more than your conscious mind does. So you go, um, it's really important to kind of trust who you're working with because you're doing such sacred work, you know? So, and I think you can tell, at least when I went to my first hypnosis practitioner, I just looked at a picture of her and was like, yes, that's the person for me. And I just trusted her kind of immediately. Um, 
and I love working with women. So that that's an important factor um, when you're choosing your practitioner. And then also, um, as far as like, well, I'll back up to your original question. You said, what does a session look like? Mm-hmm. Start, okay. So to start, somebody usually has some kind of goal in mind. Um, and it can be vague. Some people come just with a general sense of, I feel kind of stuck right now and I don't know why. Or some people have a very specific, like I want to quit smoking cigarettes and I want to quit smoking cigarettes next week. And um, it doesn't matter either way. We kind of like, we'll, we talk and determine um, a specific goal. And then I have you fill out a few questions just about what your goal for the session is. And then, um, then the transformation happens in, in the session when you're, um, in the hypnotic state that's when it's like um I don't I do a specific kind of hypnosis where I'm not just talking to your subconscious mind and giving you suggestions that I think that you need I do um, a unique form of hypnosis that I've kind of come up on my own um the shamanic work that I've done has informed my practice a lot so it's I do a kind um I've just kind of rebranded with new offering that it's just deeper, more transformational work, in my opinion. It's not just the hypnosis of you lay down and I tell you what I think and I hope your subconscious takes it because I, I found that that's just not as effective. It's more effective when I engage with you when you're in that state and see what medicine wants to come for you in that specific moment. And it's always different. It's just like you. I can't tell people what to expect because all I can tell is that medicine that they make happen will come through and it always does the subconscious comes through with whatever needs to be cleared in that moment and sometimes it's really heavy and sometimes it's not sometimes it's super light and um you know it's never what you think yeah it's never what you think but it's always beautiful and uh healing and people just let go of old stuff that's been stored in the body yeah was that that a clear answer. Yeah. And I think it's really, um, you know, it's, it's similar. Like when people like book a psychic medium to reading, I'm like, I can't care. I can't tell you what's going to come. Like everyone's different. Like everyone's energy, how in guides and all this stuff, like everything's just so different that it's like, that's why it's like, I don't want to ask like what a typical session is, but at the same time, it's like, I don't really know how else to like, because <laughs> people have a general, you know, they want to, they want to be prepared in some way, right? Like, especially stuff like this, where you are going to a subconscious level, which I feel can be really scary in a lot of ways. Not so much because it's like, like for me, I just remember even just being on the shamanic table. It wasn't so much, I was, I was scared if what, came through was like, like if I was going to be so blocked that nothing would come through, right? Like that was my fear. It's like, am I so blocked and am I so conditioned by all these things that happened to me as a child where like, I'm not going to be able to be vulnerable in this space. Like that was my fear going on the shamanic table. And I feel like if, you know, I think that's a fear from when I've talked to people about hypnosis I think people are very scared to go to that vulnerable space and be vulnerable and maybe not even just scared. Maybe they think that they can't, maybe they're just like, I don't know if I, you know, can get there or not. It's like meditation. People are like, I don't, 
I've tried meditation before and it didn't work, you know? So I don't know if these other things are going to work because I just can't get into that sort of headspace thing. But, you know, when we did our session, it, I, I remember everything. I wasn't like, I wasn't in like a trance so much. Like I was, it's like when I do a guided meditation, it reminded me of that a lot, like a guided meditation in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I was aware of everything that was happening, but I still kind of had that out of body feeling. Like I, like I, I felt a little out of body, not in like a scary way, just, um, you know, your, my eyes were, well, for me, I was like, we, you know, we did ours remotely, which you offer remote ones. Cause you're in, Hawaii now. So jealous. Um, but <laughs> you know, place to visit. <laughs> but yeah, I was like laying there and I had like an eye pillow on my eyes and I was like under like uh I was under a blanket. I was laying on my bed when, when we did our session. But it was very much I was aware, but I did not feel fully uh, like weight. I didn't feel weighted down by my body, I guess I should say. Like I could feel uh, like myself removed from my physical body. And I feel like that sounds scary or weird, but it's actually really comforting because you there's just a lot of weight that gets lifted. I think in a hypnosis session with you, like you're able to detach from that. And I think that that's also like, the, you know, the conscious reality, like detaching from the conscious reality so that your subconscious can come through. Sometimes it's like leaving your physical body in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's so much what it's about is just detaching. from. Like, I think so much of the time we identify with who, with our problems, with our, just with our day-to-day life, we let like our circumstances define us. And I think, so the hypnosis that I offer is called higher vision hypnosis. And it's a term, it's a, thing that I came up with, which is a unique blend of um, a little bit shamanic, but I just, I kind of stay away from that word. I'm sensitive to cultural appropriation. And um, yeah, I, so really it's like a, I call it higher vision, getting the higher self perspective. And so the goal here, I, I look at people in a holistic way as like being a spirit, a mind, indigenous of conscious mind and ego. And then a body, which is your emotional history and things that get stored in the emotional body. So I think of these three parts, and the, the job through this higher vision hypnosis is to just harmonize those three parts. I think that when you feel fragmented or unstable or kind of depressed, oftentimes just one of those parts is taking the lead and it doesn't need to. Oftentimes the mind or the body taking the lead. The goal here is to get the higher self to take the lead and inform the body and the mind. And that's what we do through the work. It's just like harmonize those three parts. And so I love that you said that. You're not leaving your body. You're going to a different like state of consciousness that you're leaving behind some of the things in the emotional body that holds you back. And there's so much in there, you know? It's like you can't see it, so we forget about it. But it's like, why am I creating the same patterns in my life over and over? It's like, I like to think of the triggers that come in our life um, not the problem, but the actually like the gift that's there to show you what your triggers are, so you can go heal that and move on from the problem without presenting. Oh wait, you know, um, yeah. Uh, so that's how I think of it too. So I guess to, after we've talked about leaving our bodies, kind of. <laughs> I this is like my curious. So I, if you, if you could 
do a hypnosis session on any major public figure, like anyone in politics, celebrity, historical, dead or alive, who would you want to give a hypnosis session to? Hush, that's a good one. Mm. It's like the first person that came to mind because I just love her so much, but I feel like she's transcended a lot of her limiting beliefs that she needs a session right now. But I just, I think I love working with just magical women, celebrity or not. I, that's my passion. Um, yeah. And women of color doing magic work for the world. Um, yeah. We should be able to I'll just stick with that. <laughs> um, so you have you have some new. So you said you have some new sessions. So for anyone that wants to book a session with you, like what are what are your offerings right now? And you know who would like if you could just. I mean this isn't like a discrimination thing, but it's like, you know, what are the people, because I feel like it's like when you go to, I don't know, when people come to me, I will often be like, I'm not the right, what you're seeking is not what I offer. Like what if, what is like the ideal client in the sense of like, I'm a good fit for you. Like I offer, like aside from just being like, I offer hypnosis sessions, like specifically, what would you say to someone right now listening to this and being like, this is what I'm offering and how I can help. And so you can book with me. So I guess they can gain more clarity and be like, yep, that's what I was looking for. So my ideal client, the people that work with me are people, um, both men and women, um, identifying people of all walks that are just looking, that are slightly spiritual, maybe into that side of themselves, or that have some kind of experience meditating, um, people that are just looking to transcend limiting beliefs that feel a little bit like they want more clarity of their sense of purpose, or they want to just show up in a way that they sense that they can. Um, I personally still hypnosis as I, I always recommend. So the, the sessions that I offer now are called higher vision hypnosis sessions. And it's a blend of all the work that I've been doing over the last five years um, and then just kind of consolidated it into one session that I find to be very transformational. And I always recommend that people do three sessions, kind of like a body, mind, and spirit session, um, one each for the greatest transformation, and then just to just come back as needed for those milestones. Um, I still continue to go. I um, remember when I had my first like group hypnosis. I think I told you that I had I got um, asked to do a group hypnosis session, and that some anxiety came up for me there. So I went and I got hypnotized for that. Just to kind of clear any blocks there that would have me shrinking back to my small self or trying to find excuses to cancel in the way that we sometimes do when we don't want to. Like, so yeah, anybody that wants to clear blocks or feels kind of stuck or wants to kick a habit or look inward, it's really beneficial for those um, transition periods. And I loved, I still use like the, the um, you call them anchors, right? Anchors? Yeah, I still, I still use the anchor you gave me in my work. Um, it was interesting, I will say, when we, I mean, same thing happened when I was on a shamanic table. Same, it's all for me. For me, I don't know everyone else's, like, you know, 
um, this happens to them. But for me, what came through during our session was not what I was expecting. Like I was not expecting my mom to just show up yeah. like that. I thought it was going to be a lot more like, I think I have this block and I need to work on this thing. But it's so, but then like when we're in session, it makes so much sense, right? And I just remember there was a bunch of like weird synchronicities when we were in our session. Like I can't remember exactly what something had to do with Hawaii. You weren't even living there yet, but you were visiting Hawaii. And I talked about Hawaii something with my mom in Hawaii. Yeah. And and you didn't know I was in Hawaii. Is what? You didn't know I was in Hawaii. No, I didn't know you were in Hawaii because I didn't even know you were visiting because at the time you lived in Port Townsend and I thought you were just there. And then you're like, I'm in Hawaii. <laughs> um, specifically, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where we used to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was, it was really... It was really lovely because I felt, you know, I, I mean, I trust you completely. So even if I did not remember anything from our hypnosis session, like I wasn't afraid that you were going to like do anything. You know what I mean? Like I had full trust. Um, I already knew just, you know, beforehand our communication, like all that, like we were very, I think have a lot of like the same values and just um, healthy boundaries. and. It was nice though, because like in our session, I was aware. So if anyone listening to this thinks like hypnosis, you're not going to remember anything. Like you are very much aware of what is happening. And it's very like, I definitely cried during our session, but it was like gentle. Like it didn't feel aggressive. You know what I mean? Like I thought, I didn't know if hypnosis was kind of going to be kind of like this aggressive thing because every time I talk to someone who's done hypnosis, they're like, oh my gosh, like it was amazing. I'm like, well, that seems like really fast. Like to have something with a session just be like so fast like that. So I was like, it's probably going to be a little more aggressive work, but it wasn't. It was really gentle. It was emotional, but like all those things need to be released. So anyone listening, like, I just think you know, let go of fear of thinking that you're not going to be in control. You're going to be in control. Like, you know, you, you're there to guide them. Like, I felt like you were there to guide me. Like, I didn't feel like you were trying to control what was happening. I did not feel like you were trying to manipulate anything. There was no ego. Like, your ego was not involved. Like, you remove your ego from everything. Um, there wasn't any judgment. You didn't, like interject any opinions like you totally let me like I like to think of it like in the sense like I'm driving but I'm blindfolded and you have your hands on the steering wheel to guide me so I don't crash in anything but I'm still in charge of putting on the brakes or accelerating the gas Mm -hmm. right is that kind of I guess that's like the best (laughs) analogy no, it's, I just got chills when you said that because it's, it's exactly right. It's like, I think that because of the stigma, which honestly, I think that stigma helps um, keep some of the people at bay. I do think that this is sacred work that you should only do when you're fully ready for it. It's not going to be effective if somebody's pressuring you to get hypnosis because all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. It's just your subconscious mind's job is to move away from pain and move towards pleasure. So it's going to not taking suggestions. You don't have to be afraid of being guided for something you don't want to be. 
um, because you're, you will not fall prey to suggestions which are hard. Um, and it's unfortunately why those YouTube, you can't just like YouTube a hypnosis and expect your life to change because your subconscious loves you too much to trust, to track, and take those suggestions. At least for me, I used to try and just do hypnosis on YouTube. How come my scarcity beliefs are clear yet? Whatever I was trying to work through at the time, and it's because I think blocks. So really, that trusting your practitioner is huge. Um, yeah, I've, I've called this work the higher vision hypnosis sessions because it's exactly that. I feel like the work is about connecting people to their own higher self guidance rather than what I think the guidance should be. I'm there to just serve as the guidance. Your session, you are the one that's leading. You have all the you're your own healer. I'm there to guide sessions. You move the energy where to go, ask the right questions. But the higher self wisdom comes in, and then the hypnosis part comes through. And I take the higher self guidance that you do, those downloads, they always come through, and I give that back as a suggestion. So, so yeah, it's all you. It's very personal, personal work. Um, it's why I can't tell people what we can do in their sessions because I just have no idea. Yeah, and it's up. So that's the experience coming before your session, but just be a moment. So yeah, I love that analogy. That's exactly right. Thank you for saying that. Sometimes I have some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so before we, we'll get all the info of where we can follow you and all that stuff, um, and how we can book sessions, but before that, this is a question I ask everyone. Do you believe in ghosts, and do you have a ghost story that you can share? I do believe in ghosts, yes, I do. Um, I feel like I used to block that part of me, like, I'm very energy sensitive, and I used to kind of block. Like, no, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to see them. I don't want to know. Um, I still have some boundaries for spirit. I don't really want to see any visuals in my life. I don't want to see that, that I just, maybe one day that will change. But for now, I keep it, that as a boundary. But um, when I was um, postpartum with Lux, when I was nursing in the night, I started to feel spirit energy. I would be awake in the night. And I was really like, um, you know, when you're so tired, that postpartum phase is not really sleeping all the time. So I feel like the veil kind of like opens a little bit more because you're just kind of coming into the world up at three in the morning anyway. But I started to sense kind of spirit energy around me and um, turning off the noise machine, turning off my iPhone, kind of messing with my electronics. And very specifically, always when I was alone, and I was like, uh, at first it freaked me out, and then I finally um, realized it was kind of like this, um, what do you call it? I felt like it was like they were trying to get my attention, and I still don't know exactly what who the spirit was, but it felt like really good energy. I, I clear my space often, and I always like intend for good light to be there, so it didn't feel dark or scary, but it did feel like it was um, spirit trying to get my attention. And so I listened, and if I had any doubts about spirits before, that definitely um, that, that was when it started to be you. Yeah, they, they, get they do. They, it's funny, they, 
well, not so much, but they used to mess with Caspian a lot when he was younger in his sleep. And I found out that um, they, because I have like a very, I've set a lot of healthy boundaries with uh, with all that as well. I would, because I can't, I, if I saw everything, because I think people think that that's like number one thank you last me. They're like, so like when you're out grocery shopping, do you just see like dead people everywhere? And I'm like, no, because I've said, I don't want that. I would hate that. Like I would hate that. Like that would drive me crazy. But there was, I've set like that healthy boundary with, stuff here like because for a while when we moved into this house um I called it like the train station like spirit like there's nothing I felt it was attached to our home specifically but I could feel spirits like coming in and out a lot and I saw like a full-blown apparition at like 3 p.m like walked through my fireplace through my living room and through my kitchen and it was it was the most like I even called my husband I was like I just saw a ghost, but it didn't even look like it was the clearest apparition I've ever seen. But there was a while there where I found out, I asked my angel reader, I don't know if you know Jeanette, she lived in Port Townsend. Well, she still lives in Port Townsend, but she was in Port Townsend. Um, I heard about her through you and I think, did Liz know her too? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's great though. But um, yeah, she was saying, so the Caspian keeps waking up in the middle of the night, wanting us to turn the lights on. Like he would wake up crying and like ask us to turn the lights on through the house. And Jeanette's like, there's like, there's spirits that are like, if Caspian wanted to tap into this, I guess when he's older is he'll help people cross over. He was wanting us to turn the lights on because the spirits were asking him where the light was. They were trying to go to the light and they were asking him. So he was like physically trying to make the light happen for them because he didn't really understand what that meant totally, you know? And I think spirit, I, I think spirit will, there's like this weird thing, this veil gets so thin, I think, when you have a child and then children energy, like a child energy, I think just really can draw them in and not like you said, like you didn't think yours was a bad, you know, bad energy spirit, but I just think they're really drawn to the the children's energy. Like I feel like child energy is just like this huge beautiful ball of light and they're just like oh hey and then you're like oh you just had a baby like you're really sensitive to all this stuff right now like even more so than you were before so let's let's just see like how willing you are <laughs> yeah and they're so children are so close to the other side too mm-hmm. with them some that like open energy they're not conditioned to not believe in spirits yet you know they're like they're so much more open to just like that others they're so in their senses and yeah that's so interesting yeah that spirit go away did Did what that spirit cross over or uh yeah I if I remember yeah I did like a kind of like a little I pretty much did like a little I talked to everything in this house and was like listen if you want help crossing over like I can offer it you know once like a month or something like that, but you have to come to me. Like you have to let my baby sleep. Like if you need help, you come to me. And I've had a couple come through. They come to me um, with scents, like scents that should not be in my home. Like um, it smelled like apple pie. I don't have candles that smell like that. I didn't bake apple pie. It smelled like apple pie. I've had Christmas tree when it's not Christmas and it's not that time of year. Like, then I'm like, okay, does someone need to cross over? And then I go like, yes, but it's, 
it's interesting because it, it's lessened a lot because I've told my guys and stuff like, like, I'll do it. I was like, but I don't love it, you know? So I think they're like, okay, like, you, I feel like it happens more if I have a client and they have someone that's attracted to them or connected to them in some way that needs help crossing over. And then I feel more uh, like, then it's like, well, yeah, like I want to help. But he's, yeah, he doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't ask us to turn on the lights in the house. And um, my cousin, who's really sensitive to the other side, she's babysat a couple of times and she's been like, I see something that'll, like, she's like, I'll see like orbs floating around and like little green lights. And I was like, yeah, there might be some fae in here. I don't know. I don't know. It's still kind of a train station, but it's not as a, it doesn't wake him up. And that's all I really care about. (laughs) I can't help it. It's just, I don't like, I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. And my husband doesn't, he doesn't seem very bothered and Caspian, they leave him alone. So it's fine. It's cool. Yeah. It's great. yeah that's I, I set some boundaries that just said, okay, I don't want to see anything. Don't mess with my electronics anymore. It's freaking me out. Just, you know, come in other ways. Synchronicities, however, mm-hmm. you know, um, just softer. It's just too freaky when the the white noise machine switches settings and it's like, oh. just, just that classic like there's the place I do my sessions out of now there my first day there um the fire alarms were going off and the ghost I watched the spirit manually on my phone increase the volume because I had the speakers like for music going like literally I watched the dial on my phone like go up and I asked um, one of my coworkers there, I was like, is there a ghost here? I was like, because they're messing with me. Like, I'm getting, like, the initiation into this space pretty much. And they're like, oh, they're like, yeah, we do have a ghost. And I was like, yeah. I was like, all right. And so I had to, like, tell the ghost. I'm like, listen, I was like, I'll, whatever you need from me, like, I'm cool. I was like, I get it that you got to put me through the ring. I was like, but I have clients coming in. And this is not the zen situation yeah. with the fire alarms going off. <laughs> the volume thing. I think the electronic thing, like you said, like, it's, it's jarring, right? Like, especially like you said, middle of the night for you, like you're half asleep and all of a sudden have like, you know, you're already like senses are sensitive. And then yeah, you're like, what is this? Yeah. 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 That's, I feel like I, in my mind, I've, I've made more peace with like the other realms and not being scared of those, the, that reality. Or this, you know, the multi-dimensional nature of reality. But then when it's actually happening, it's still freaky. It is. It is. I don't know. I don't know anyone that works enough, like, like, I don't know, like, a ghost hunter, per se. Like, I think if you did that full time, like, maybe then you're totally used to it. But it's still, like, alarming because it's not, like, you're not, it's not, it's not most people's everyday reality. So it can be very kind of like, wait a minute, what? Like, did that, did that happen? And I also feel like when they try to communicate with us, it's like, why? Like, what do you, what am I supposed to be doing? Or what do you want? Or, you know, at least for me, like I get like really empathetic. I'm like, what's wrong? Like, how do we? Yeah, I know. It's like, don't choose the, the people, the healers, because we're just going to try and help you. Yeah. It's like, it's like you, it's like, you don't, 
Like if you're just messing me to mess with me, that doesn't make sense. Like I assume that you're in distress and you need help in some way. <laughs> Not like you're just doing it because you can, but I think there's definitely spirits out there that do it. They just do it because they can, but they don't even realize they're doing it also. That's kind of like a new thought I've had. It's like, there'll be spirit that just, you know, there's just a lot of frequencies around and they may not even be aware of it. It's like the apparition that walked through my house, it just walked through. Like it didn't even see me. Like I just think it, everything energetically aligned in that moment for whatever reason. It just was like, that was, there was no purpose besides it happening. I don't know. Um, okay. So where can everyone find you on Instagram, your website? Like how can people contact you? So my Instagram is at Sage Leah, and that's S-A-I-G-E-L-E-A-H, and my website is sagelia.com. It's easy enough. Well, thank you so much for being on the Woo Report. And having me. So fun to talk to you. I know. I'm so excited for all your new offerings i suggest you know everyone follow you on instagram and check in with your stories i love uh you post a lot of like what you're grateful for too and i love seeing that like your like daily gratitude little lists and everything and you live in hawaii now which is just everything looks stunning and green and luscious and you had this cute little gecko visit you like it's just it's just like very magical especially for anyone listening that's stuck in rainy portland with me definitely (laughs) Go get your tropical vacation vibes from looking at your IG stories. It's like a nice little mental getaway. Oh, yeah, thank you. I want, my plan is to start doing retreats here. Both in, we kept our house in Port Towns and the Triangle House, um, which we're going to be opening for events and retreats starting this spring. Little personal retreats and Airbnbs. Um, we're kind of turning it into a wellness space so other players can rent out the space for their events and uh, yeah, kind of go back and forth between the big islands and port towns and doing retreats either places, kind of our favorite places in the world. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. It's so nice to talk to you, Nicole. I love the work that you do in the world. You're so such mm-hmm. just like inspiring, empowering moment. And, um, yeah, I love being on the motherhood journey with other um kind of I call them witchy women (laughs) so for sure yeah thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the woo woo report make sure to follow me on instagram at nicole baron n-i-c-o-l-e B-U-R-R-O-N to stay up to date on everything woo-woo.